listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back talking NXT on the WWE Network. Uh, for now. For now. That's right. Oh my god, this is like the last week. I mean, it'll still be on the network. Only half of it. Uh, Maybe. I think, I'm pretty sure it'll all be on there, but who knows? Uh, and who knows when it'll show up on there. Maybe it'll be... Thursday or Friday or maybe you know it'd be hilarious is if they do show it live what the uh on the on the app oh like both hours yeah ah like yeah I I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna happen but probably not but I'm just saying it'd be nice it would be I mean if they're doing next day like they're gonna put it on demand next day just why not Exactly. And if they really want to go up against AEW, like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Get smart about this. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if they put this week's episode of NXT up against AEW, I don't think it would do too well. Nah. Uh, but I don't know. They may be getting rid of this particular format of show with the... the Squash matches? Squash matches or the barely competitive matches or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Before we I'm talk okay before we talk about the shows this week, um, there is one thing I wanted to mention, and I'm curious to get your opinion on it. So with the show mm-hmm. adding an extra hour, uh, we talked about the possibility of, hey, this now opens a lot of room for uh, some of the people who haven't made television yet to possibly get some more television time. Yep. We've also talked about the possibility, and I think this is a remote possibility for right now, but if they don't do well on TV, I can see it becoming a more frequent possibility or a more likely possibility that they infuse NXT with main roster people. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Uh, And I should note, by the way, that there is a rumor that Kevin Owens might be going to NXT. Yep. I heard that, Uh, that they might be moving him there, which Sounds like it would make some sense. He'd be home with his family a lot more often, that's for sure, and I'm, I bet he'd love that. And I don't think his paycheck would change. He'd just be doing NXT. Is he, in, is he in Florida, then? Yeah. I mean, I think almost all of them are Florida-based at this point. Well, but, yeah. We um, have good taxes. <laughs> that's what I have heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that sounds like a total Vince McMahon move, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard that, mm. but... The, Employee the thing, taxes, the, not corporate taxes. Sorry. Yeah. The thing I want to the thing I want to raise to you here is the other thing that I've heard is that uh, it's possible. There's two possibilities here. I think. Like raising that, myself to bad news. That, well, I've heard that it, it has been talked about that they might fold 205 Live into NXT. 
I've heard that as well. Okay, so that they we might get 205 Live guys on NXT TV. Would you consider that to be a good thing, bad thing, lateral move? I mean, a lot of good people on that show. There are a lot of good people on that show. Um, I would prefer that to Kevin Owens. We get Carrillo back. I would, yes. And Oni Lorcan, and, who I think lives on that show now. Yeah, so I would, I see, I would be more in support of that than having like the main roster people. Mm-hmm. The like, other thing I've heard yeah. is that maybe they don't fold two hundred five live into NXT, but they do their two hours of NXT live, and then they do a third hour where they do two hundred five live from full sale, and that's where they do two hundred five live from going forward. I mean, maybe 205 Live isn't working. No, it's not. They should kill so, it, but... They should. So that's why I'd rather see those guys come to NXT than have them just be like, all right, mm-hmm. go forth and be merry, you know? So I don't yeah. know. Um, as it pertains to the UK show this week, there's only a couple of things really worth noting. Um, they announced a Cassius Ono, Sid Scala 2 uh, which will take place under British Rounds, uh, the old-timey British Rounds system, uh, which is what it sounds like. It's a pro wrestling match with rounds in it. Uh, three, so, boxing. Five, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, there's specific rules, too. I think uh, right. a person has to get two pinfalls or two submissions or a combination of pinfalls and submissions to win the match with within the certain amount of time allotted time? to you. Yeah, I think it's something okay. along those lines. Um, Tegan Knox showed up and won a match with two moves and then Kaylee Ray, the new NXT UK Women's Champion came out and challenged her to a match and uh, the main event of the show was Flash Morgan Webster and uh, Mark Andrews retaining the tag team titles against Grizzled Young Veterans so uh, Grizzled Young Vets had their rematch and they did not win and it was a good match but it wasn't it didn't feel like it was anywhere near the takeover match. Yeah, I saw some of it, and it wasn't. It didn't hold my interest as much, but it was yeah. still very good. I guess it's just because, um, you know, they. I mean, how how quickly after the last match do you think this match was was uh, recorded? A, it had a few a days. Big, yeah, a week yeah. maybe. They're not like. I mean, you gotta let them rest. <laughs> it's the, too quick. You know, they, they didn't have Lin-Manuel Miranda in the audience to cheer them on. I think that's what really sparked yeah. the energy in that room. Nobody knew he was Over. there. and Yeah, he's in Wales filming his TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, that's amazing to me, by the way, that he was there and mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed the show. But nobody must have kn- known he was there because if no WWE knew that it. Lin-Manuel Miranda was there, they would have got yeah. him on camera. They would have had, like, a... Like a Chiron or like a lower third or something with his name, yeah, nothing. Yeah, no. So he, um, he, what does he do? His darkest mind or his dark, whatever TV show he's on. They yeah. film it in Wales, and he does stuff like that. He just pops up at places in Wales. Like he'll go sing karaoke in like a local pub. Like he does all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. I follow him on Twitter. This is how I know. Hey, if NXT goes real bad, we could just form a Lin Manuel Miranda fan podcast. Sure. Just talk about what he's doing? I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Lin-Manuel Miranda, so absolutely. Um, if things take a dive, this will morph yep. into a, in a direction that nobody would have expected. Hey, it's how the best ideas are born. <laughs> what comes next for Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yes, we'll I just, love it. 
we'll just add that to the end. What's he going to do? NXT episode 254 uh, on the WWE Network from Full Sail University, of course. Uh, We open up with Rhea Ripley arriving to the building. Quite literally, that is it. Uh, It was done in a very WWE fashion. Uh, Anytime anyone's ever arrived to a building since like the year 2000, this is how it is filmed and how it is shown. That was it. And no one cares. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to know she was there. Yeah, not uh, exciting, though. Damien Priest and Boa was the first match. Uh, it was all Damien Priest for a little bit, then Boa got a little bit of offense in. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he looked, I thought Boa looked actually pretty good for a little bit. He got this moment to, like, fire up and do these, yes. uh, these kicks and stuff. And I thought it worked for a little bit. Then, uh, Damien Priest hit him with a, a cyclone kick, took his head off with a clothesline, and hit him with the reckoning for the win. What did you think mm-hmm. of Priest and Boa? I they need to stop ma- trying to make Damian Priest a thing. This character Not is so unbelievably boring to me. Yeah, and like I don't know, like what what they have him doing in the ring isn't working either. Like I feel like maybe he could be better than this. I don't really know his stuff. I've seen mm-hmm. Boa before, and Boa is better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like. They're not letting people live up to their potential. Yeah. And it's sad. And this match was not great. Okay, so what did you what did you give Boa and Priest? Like a one and three quarters. Yeah. I, I gave one it a, I gave it a two. Uh so okay. we're we're right there. Uh grapple less forgiving than we were. Give this a one point two six. Yes, I don't disagree with that. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue it. I, I just thought um, that Priest's offense looked pretty good and Boa looked uh, a little more promising. Yes, so, Boa's good. I, like I said, I've seen him live before and he's great. Uh, Velveteen Dream says if Roderick Strong wants to burn down the experience, then he's going to be taking him down with him. And they plug the uh, championship match for next week's episode. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Gargano came out for a promo. Uh, yeah, he did. F- fans were treating this like it was a farewell address. They treated, they chanted like Johnny Wrestling for like two straight minutes. Yeah, uh, it was like uncomfortably long. Oh yeah, like they they weren't gonna stop. They weren't. Like, He's like, hey guys, I I told him I wasn't gonna be long coming out here, so if you yeah. could, um. The fans started chanting for Johnny to not go. Uh, yeah. He says that he loves NXT. Uh, he says that he's he's been here for a while and he's seen a lot of people come and a lot of people go. And he said everybody who's left, they had a choice. They had a choice to leave. And so does he. And before he announced what his choice is going to be, Shane Thorne interrupts. And Nigel McGuinness <laughs> goes, Shane Thorne? I don't know why that made me chuckle so much, but he was <laughs> he was just like, of all the people, Shane Thorne? Um, Shane Thorne comes out here. I actually thought Shane Thorne was okay in this uh, segment. He says that, you know, Johnny Gargano is wasting time, precious time that could be devoted to other people. Uh, he says, look, NXT, NXT is going to be just fine without Johnny Gargano. And if uh, the proper people given the proper spotlight, obviously talking about himself, uh, if that were to happen, then NXT would be better than ever. 
mm-hmm. Gargano then attacks Shane Thorne and then says that he is not going anywhere. And then in the air, he writes with his fingers, NXT for life. So uh, perhaps Johnny, perhaps Johnny Gargano has signed uh, a for life contract with NXT. That's not smart, but I mean, you do you. Yeah, I don't know if you um, should sign a lifetime contract. Yeah, that's um, that's not great. But okay, so there is. Um, I just googled Johnny Gargano main roster, and mm-hmm. this article comes up that says. Um, NXT is now the main roster, says Johnny Gargano, and he's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, he to me really it is. does not want to move. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard uh, I've heard a, a couple people talk about how there's a lot of people in NXT who, if their paychecks were main roster equivalent paychecks, they'd be happy to just keep doing NXT. They love it yeah, there. They do. Um, now, I do think this could end up being a con for NXT. I think one of the things that... As much as I love Johnny Gargano, as much as I love, like, Adam Cole, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, at one point I loved Finn Balor. I loved Shinsuke Nakamura. I loved Bailey and Asuka and Charlotte and Sasha Banks. I loved all of those people, and they moved on, but, you know, new people came came you know, up. came behind them. And that is one thing that we might lose here is some of the churn, some of the freshness. Um, mm-hmm. It is a concern that, you know... I love Gargano. His matches aren't getting tired for me, but he is yeah. kind of running out of stuff to do. He is. Uh, they've done he a is. lot. Uh, so I, we'll see if they come up with something new for him. Uh, they have to. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, he is signed with NXT for the rest of his life on Earth. For life. Um, there is a video package, unfortunately reminding us of the existence of the Forgotten Sons. It's true. That's a shame. Nine Eleven kind of makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, Forgotten Sons are bad guys. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they they have them. Uh, so much. They're so, doing a lot of press around them. I never get it. Uh, Pete Dunne and Angel Garza. Yeah. So uh, Dunne did a lot of joint manipulation early on, as he is prone to do. Uh, Angel Garza did a lot of tearaway pantsing, as he is known to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was surprised to see Pete Dunn basically take more. I was expecting way more of a back and forth. Uh, Dunn started taking a lot of the match. Uh, at one point Garza started to find his footing a little bit, but was cut off pretty quickly. Uh, they went back and forth a little bit and then it got a little sloppy at times. I don't know what happened, but they weren't, they weren't clicking a hundred percent. Uh, end of the match saw Garza go for a moonsault. But Dunn caught him in an armbar, snapped his fingers, and Garza submitted. Uh, yeah, that, that was a little bit of a weird move to me. Like, the way he caught him, I was like, something mm-hmm. just seemed off. But what I did like about this match is that I feel like you don't see Pete Dunn doing a lot of the acrobatic stuff. Mm-hmm. As much. A yeah. lot. And this had him doing that. Yeah. Which it, I appreciated. Like, he was doing some flips and stuff. And yeah, he like, went in there and did some lucha stuff with the, the luchador Angel Garza. Yeah. I, yeah. He's, he's, he's really versatile. Uh, I, I thought the... So, I saw on Twitter, because okay. uh, I, I watched this after the fact on Wednesday. I don't watch the shows live on Wednesday. I watch them at, like, 10 o'clock before I go to bed. It's too late. It it should be too late. Uh, like I, the next morning, I had to go back and look at my notes to see if I remembered writing any of it. 
Fair enough. It, it does seem correct. And by the way, cor- if I say anything that didn't happen, let me know. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure my notes are accurate. Um, I saw uh, on Twitter, I was scrolling through the timeline and it was, uh, I followed the NXT, just the official NXT Twitter. And they had a screen cap from this match. And all it said was, what a match. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be amazing. And I watched the match. I'm like, well, that was, you know, a little better than average. Yeah. But not a, what a match. I don't know. Did you, any, any other thoughts on Dunn and Garza? No, I did like them together, but you're right. It was it did get a little funky at sometimes. I did like that Garza has gear with like angels on it, angel wings. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have? He's yeah. an angel. So he's definitely um, he's a beautiful man. You know what is it? Uh, uh, embracing that uh, Nigel McGuinness really likes him. Oh yes, <laughs> that one old lady it's in the fun. audience really loves him because he always gives her a kiss and then ignores everybody else. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought it was fine. It was good. A little above average, you know. Mm-hmm. I gave it a three. Okay. Uh, we're, like, really close this week. I gave it 2.75, two and three quarters. Okay. Uh, and uh, Grapple gave it a 2.88. So, mm, okay. we're all pretty... We're, In between. We're all pretty close on that one for the most part, I, I think. Uh, mm. what What was next here? We had the Street Profits in Central Park. Uh, they're on top of a giant rock. Because uh, they have a lot of those in Central Park. Yes, and they were lamenting the loss of their tag team titles. Uh, they hinted at getting a rematch against Undisputed Era next week, but nobody ever showed a graphic for it. So I don't yes. know if it's happening or not, but I presume that it is? It may or may not be confirmed, yes. <laughs> so they're trying to really load that show up. Um, what I do know is that the first hour on USA, they're doing the championship match as the main event. Mm-hmm. And then the streaming on the WWE network is the Matt Riddle, Killian Dane match as the main is event. Is that of the second a hour. main event match though? I don't, I don't think I so. I don't really know. I like, I would have thought it before they started working together, but I haven't been <laughs> impressed. I've not been impressed. No, me either. Uh, then after this, uh, Angelo Dawkins asked a, a kindly New Yorker uh, if he has any idea how to get off of this giant rock and and get to Madison Square Garden. Yep. Uh, Raul Mendoza and Cameron Grimes. So weird matchup. I'm just gonna say it. Here's how my notes. Here's how my notes went. Because here's what I was expecting in my head. I'm like the last few times Mendoza has been out here, they've been giving mm-hmm. him more and more to do. Yes. Uh, so he's been kind of doing back and forth matches. He hasn't been getting squashed. Uh, and he even won a match recently against Riddick Moss, uh, you know, like a mm-hmm. month ago or whatever. So that's what I figured. Uh, so Mendoza starts out really flashy. And then my notes say more back and forth, uh, more back and forth than I, th- than I would have thought. And then a couple minutes later, I've written almost all Mendoza at this point. Like yep. he just beat up Cameron Grimes this whole match. And then Cameron Grimes hits his mushroom stomp out of the blue and wins. Yeah, it was real bizarre. It was, I mean, it was well done. Like, they didn't screw up anything, and it was okay, but... Yeah, but, like... Weird. It it was a weird ending. Like, Mendoza totally, like, held that match. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like Grimes. 
He's, There's weird. something about him that bothers me. Is he supposed? To, also, is he supposed to be a good guy or a bad guy? I'm definitely a, by him. Definitely a bad guy. Is he okay? Definitely supposed to be unlikable. Oh well, then there we go. He's doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about him I don't love. Um, or I'm not. It's not clicking. I'm curious to see where, where you where you would rate this because I had trouble rating it, but it is difficult because. I thought Men- Mendoza did so well. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I thought they both looked good for what they were doing. I just thought it was weird. It was almost like they were in two different matches. Like, you know, you watch a movie and it's like, clearly someone is in, it thinks they're so- doing something else. Like, it was kind of yeah. like that. To I me. mean, I've seen WWE matches like this before where one guy gets the crap kicked out of him the whole match. And then the other guy mm-hmm. hits one move and then wins. I've seen that mm-hmm. happen before, but it's weird. Yeah. Don't love it. Um, I would. I'm. I'm probably around like the two and a half mark. Okay, I gave it two and a half. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was average. Uh, mm-hmm. Grapple was a little less forgiving. They gave it two point oh seven. Mm. Maybe they were just mm-hmm. confused because I know I was. That's fair. Uh, this was weird. I thought. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Candice LeRae is backstage. And she's complaining to Mr. Regal about EO getting into the triple threat match. Fair. Uh, we all want to complain, Candace. Now, the thing with EO is that she's been winning her matches. Right. And Candace's last match was against EO, and Candace did not win. So but they haven't put her on any other matches, to be fair. That is true. And EO has been attacking her. Mm-hmm. Um it's a little weird that he agrees to put Candace into the triple threat match for the number one contendership to make it a four way. Mm-hmm. And then he's also like, well, also Rhea Ripley's wrestling tonight. And if she wins, maybe it'll be a five way. And I'm like, you don't seem very, you don't seem like you have all of your, uh, your eggs in one basket here as it pertains to your future plans for your championship matches. A lot of stuff right? seems to be up in the air right now. Uh, it, I think it actually is. We're doing a triple threat match. Well, you, know, you made a good point. It's a four-way. Well, also, if this person wins, it could be a five-way. Uh, it just felt a little... I mean, I, I, it does feel a little loose right now, but everything about NXT sort of feels very in flux at the moment. So, Yeah, and also about the women's matches, like, we've seen all these before. Like, Candice yeah, will be the only new one. Yeah. The only new contender. Like... And to me, the only one who probably should win that. Well, I mean, to be fair for Bianca, she's been winning a couple matches on TV. I don't think Mia has really been on TV much, so I'm not sure she why hasn't. she's in the match. But um, all, th- but Io, Bianca, and Mia have all gone up against Shayna yes. like relatively recently, and all yes. lost. Yes. So not, none of them should be the number one contender. Yes, in my opinion. Um, they did a. Uh, a video package announcing the return of Dakota Kai. Uh, so Ugh. I'm not sure. Oh, Sorry. I, I really like Dakota Kai. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I can't believe you just, man, first Kyrie Sane, now Dakota. She's boring too. Let's just kick people. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll do something good with her uh, when she comes okay. back. It's a fresh start. You know, it's true. That's true. Maybe they'll do something interesting. Uh, the main event of the show uh, Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. Uh, I thought early on this was really like they did some mat wrestling early on. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. they, I thought they both worked really well together. Uh, they did. 
they did the story where uh, Shayna kept trying to get the Kirifuda clutch on Rhea, and she kept escaping uh, through various well, means. Yep. Rhea's a lot taller than Shayna. Yes. Which helps. Uh, they did this electric chair spot on the outside where Rhea dropped Shayna onto the steps. That looked really, mm-hmm. that looked great. Painful, yes. It felt like things were really picking up when Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke ran in to distract. I'm like, ah, shit, here we go. Uh, but Rhea takes care of them. Uh, she yep. takes them apart. Uh, and then Shayna brings a chair into the ring, but Rhea gets it from her. And then Rhea hits Shayna with a chair uh, and sends uh, the three horsewomen scrambling to the back. Uh, Shayna Baszler wins by disqualification. And uh, Rhea Ripley uh, is in the ring with her chair. And the the fans actually still seem pretty into it. But they did. Rhea Ripley did. did not win the match. And uh, it also... She will not be in the... the should, should not be in the, the fatal four-way thingy. And also it kind of hurt the match, too, because it felt like it was starting to pick up. And yes. I don't know what they were thinking here. Because it, to me, it makes more sense to just have Rhea beat her. But I guess if Rhea beats her, you can't say, yeah. oh, well, she deserves to go into the four-way match. She beat then, the champion. Like, yeah, she should just clearly. get the shot. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe... I'm hoping that they're playing a long game. Yeah. Me too. There's, There's got to be a long game here. Because I think there's Wait. something here. She looked... I thought Rhea and Shayna worked really good together. They really did. And first of all, I would like to say two things of note here. First of all, their age difference is mm-hmm. just unbelievable to me. Like, yeah. Literally. Rhea is so like really young. Yeah. She's like 23. Mm-hmm. Shayna's almost 40. Like, yep. holy hell. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Rhea Ripley was wearing like a halter tieback shirt and yep. nothing moved. So whatever that's made of, girl, you found like <laughs> miracle fabric. Please share. Get that. Get that out into the into the yes. shopping carts of the world, please. Market that. <laughs> um, I was super impressed. Like, I know Rhea has a lot of talent, and she has untapped yeah. potential, and I didn't, I wasn't sure how well they were going to work together, but Rhea not only worked well with Shayna, but I thought she was really good as kind of a badass good guy character. Yeah, she, they're, they're definitely trying to make more anti-heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the and I think she works. It works really well with her. I thought she was really good mm-hmm. in that spot. And uh, like I said, the only thing that was really disappointing was the DQ. And perhaps they were playing the long game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense. Maybe whoever wins this four way match goes and loses to Shayna, and Rhea reemerges to maybe right, get a takeover match. Yeah, that would be my thinking. Yeah, I would. It would what, make the most sense. Yeah, I. You know what I would think? I would think whoever wins this four way match gets Shayna on the October second uh, mm-hmm. show on the show that's gonna the first show going up against AEW. I'm sure they'll do the four way winner against Shayna on that show, and Shayna wins, and then they build up the Rhea Ripley match for the takeover, the for the War Games takeover. I would imagine. I guess, or they're just setting up War Games. Or they are. You. I mean, you know, you want that. That women's war games match. I think it would be phenomenal if they did that. Oh, they should. And now, and now there's rumors that Tony Storm might be crossing the pond. Yes, that is what I've heard but, as well. So I mean, we could they and Dakota Kai is coming back. Like you have people. 
There could be a team. There yes. could be. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, your thoughts on Baszler and Ripley, and, and what would you give it? I liked it. A, I liked it. I thought the, the ending was weird, but I did enjoy the match itself. I mm-hmm. like this is probably one of the few like main event matches that I'm like, oh man, this could have gone longer. <laughs> Most mm-hmm. of them are too are too long these days. Um, but I probably would give it a two, two and three quarters. Yeah. I give it 2.75, uh, yeah. as well. Uh, grapple gave it a 2.49. So eh, pretty close, Ooh, uh, like a two, and a two and a half to or two and a quarter or two and three quarters. Um, yeah. I really, I really liked where they were headed, uh, and was disappointed yes. that it was stopped. So hopefully we'll get like a full blown match. Uh, at some point, so, main event, main event of the show, non wrestling main event of the show, the undisputed era cut a promo. Uh, <laughs> it's really not much until the end. Uh, Adam Cole was saying that, you know, the prophecy is going to be fulfilled next week, but the promo. And I think maybe the best thing on the show was Roderick strong saying that he hated dreams couch and he hates the velveteen dream. I don't yep. know why he- that was so funny to me, but I hated that couch, and I hate you, Velveteen Dream. Because it's so, like, elementary school? It's Yes, that's what it is. It's so juvenile. I hate you, and I hate your couch, and I'm going to fight yep. you now. Yep, basically. <laughs> I don't know why I loved it, but I loved it. That was so good. Uh, oh, five, five stars to Roderick Strong in that promo, if we could rate our promos, but... Um, I mean, he he finally had a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all all it took was him just being a little kid about it. Yep. Oh man, somebody's got to like uh, somebody's got to like squeaking up his voice a little bit to give him like that little kid sound. I just oh, like hear the, it. or yes. like the Bobby Brady crack. Yes, that's what <laughs> I need. Um, so that's I mean that's it, that's it, Jacqueline. That's the end. Of an era in NXT. It ended on a DQ main event. And then it ended with Roderick Strong saying he hated a couch. Like, yep. that's, that's how the... this That's the legacy. Yeah. The, what, I, what I would say is the... Uh, what I would say is the third era of NXT. That is how it ended. Because there were two previous eras of NXT. There was the, uh, the weird game show era when it first started... On, I think it started on USA, or maybe it was on Sci-Fi. I don't remember. Uh, Sounds like a Sci-Fi thing. It started as like a here's some guys from developmental, and we're gonna make them like they assigned. I don't know if you ever saw it. Like they assigned them pros. So like you're rookies from Florida Championship Wrestling, and we're gonna assign you pros from the main roster, and they're gonna like mentor you, and every week. You're going to have to, like, be given a random subject to cut a promo on. And there there were matches, too, but they'd also have to do, like, obstacle courses and shit like that. And ironically enough, this is where Daniel Bryan made his WWE debut. Okay. uh, Was on the original NXT. And the joke was that his pro was The Miz. Uh, The joke being that Bryan Danielson (laughs) had been, like, a 10-year veteran of pro wrestling and that his mentor is The Miz, Who'd been wrestling? Who's like a brand new wrestler? Yeah, who'd been wrestling much less time, and also was not as good a wrestler. Uh, yep. But yeah, they 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 did that for a while, and 
then they stopped doing that and it turned into kind of just a, a lame duck show where young guys would wrestle for a while, like week after week, they stopped doing the game show element and then it disappeared entirely altogether. And then triple H revived it as the developmental, uh, system promotion thingy. Uh, but now this age is done as they're going to two hours live on TV every week, uh, starting with the next episode. And then in a couple weeks, uh, you know, I hope you've been digging trenches, Jacqueline, because we're going to war with another wrestling company. So I know. I hope you have saved rations. Uh, <laughs> I hope that we've got at least some. My go bag is ready. <laughs> okay, I hope we have some cots or something to sleep on. It's yeah. going to be a long winter uh, as we battle it out with all elite wrestling. Uh, you know, all elite wrestling is going to win. I mean, it's entirely possible. I, I mean, for me. As a nerd about wrestling, the for me, the real excitement is seeing, like, what it's like the first week. Like, what's NXT going to do? What's AEW going to do? And then I'm going to go to the internet the next day and then see, like, how many <laughs> like people the- watched each show and see, like, how they did in the television ratings. Like, that's the thing I'm excited to see because it's uncharted territory. Like, there hasn't been anything like this in 18 years in wrestling, so... Uh, okay. It's been a long time. I'm old enough to remember the last great wrestling war. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, it's weird that we're on the cusp of another one. I think this one's going to be totally different than yes. the last one. And I think there will be less people watching. But who knows? Uh, the first one started pretty small. And then in the middle of it, wrestling had never been more popular and more people were watching it than ever. So... Maybe the same thing will happen here. Maybe uh, yeah. these two shows will push each other to be really good. And so. tons of people will start watching. And wrestling will be cool again for, you know, two years. And then it'll fade away like it did last time. Uh, the only th- the only thing I think how this is going to really differ from the last time, though, is that I don't think AEW will ever sell to Vince McMahon. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, they could, AEW could totally screw up TV somehow. I don't think they're gonna, but (laughs) maybe they could, maybe they could be really bad at TV. Uh, but who knows? I don't think they're going to be, I think they're going to be just fine, but I agree. We shall see. Uh, I know that they're going to have to make changes in NXT because they're just going to have to, uh, AEW isn't, I don't think they're going to be doing squash matches or, doing like Damian Priest and Boa, you know, they're going to have to, I mean, I think we can see that in next week's lineup already. Uh, We know three, maybe four matches for next week's show, and they are all big matches. Uh, Yes. Which means they may be the only matches. Quite possibly. (laughs) Uh, Two title matches, uh, the street fight, and the the number one contenders four-way match. And then maybe the tag teams. Yeah. Did we talk about that one? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know which is... I guess we'll talk about the main event main event uh, when I say, you know, featuring this match. Because whatever the last match on the show is, even though uh, mm-hmm. one half mm-hmm. is on TV and one half is on the network, one of those matches is technically the last match of that show, even though they're splitting where it's airing. So I guess we'll yeah. talk about the street fight as the last match, but... I guess before we take off, uh, let's thank the good people over uh, at ThinkGeek for sponsoring the show. CinemaGeekly.com slash ThinkGeek. Uh, head on over there to pick yourself up some geeky attire and collectibles. 
That's at cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeekers. Or click the supporters link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and then head back to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Relive the glory days when NXT was just on the network and nowhere else. Uh, possibly listen to us when we were in happier times. I don't, I don't know. I'm Maybe maybe our future we, podcast could be gloom and doom. I don't know yet. We are headed into some uncharted territory, so... Yes, who knows? The, the, these could be the glory days. We could, be could lam- be. we could be lamenting. God, remember when... Remember when Bianca Belair took on Tynara Conti? You miss those days, Jacqueline. You'd be that like, "That oh, was yeah. a good match. Good days, good times." Uh, Dang it! Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for "What Comes NXT" and hit subscribe. Uh, and that way, you can come back next time and hear us talk about the first ever live two-hour NXT half on USA, half on WWE Network. Uh, featuring Killian Dane and Matt Riddle in a street fight. Yeah.